Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language. It is intended for immature adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Christmas, everybody. Merry belated Christmas. Yes, merry belated Christmas. And happy Hanukkah and joyous Kwanzaa. And anything and else I forgot to say. Holidays <laughs> and whatever you like to celebrate or not celebrate. Hope you had a good time. Normally, when I open when when, I, when we open an episode, I try to talk about something funny and lighthearted. But this is actually very cute. Okay. I don't know if I told you this whole story or not, but it's it's really cute. So. A couple, a day or so, like uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, I uh, took Erica's name as a contact off my phone, and I deleted our whole text message log, and I re-input her under Santa Claus. Even changed the picture to a picture of Santa Claus, and then I told her to text me, referring to our youngest son, Nugget or Avery. We were he, most people know who Avery is. And I don't know if we've ever officially announced his you, name. We have. I, I, um, yeah, we have. And so Erica did, and she texted saying, like, oh, you know, I've been watching. He's Avery's been very good, and, uh, you know, he's going to have a great Christmas, all that stuff, you know. And I was I was sitting next to Avery, and I was like, Avery, look at what, look who just texted me. And he saw it, and he, his eyes lit up. You were in the living, you were in the bedroom, I was mm-hmm. in the living room. His eyes lit up, and he's like, oh, what's it say? And I read it to him. I was like, here, read it. He's like, oh. And he ran in and showed you and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And what got me was um, after all the text messages about, you know, leaving cookies out and, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. He told me, he said, um, everybody in my school, in my class, they say he's not real. But I believe, I've always believed. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm. How cute we is that? We lie to our children. I know. Like, here in a couple of years, he's going to hear, like, five years or so, he's going to be like, you motherfucker. And I'll be like, yep. <laughs> Looking at the big jolly guy right here. And he's going to have nobody to go to because he's, I would tell mom, like, who do you think was fucking texting me? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a joint effort here. And all he wanted from Santa was a coloring book of the, the Titanic coloring book, which I didn't know they made, which I think is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it is, make. because it shows the ship, like, breaking apart. It shows bodies. And people falling out of the boat. That you can color in. Yeah. You can color in the Titanic breaking apart and sinking. And he lost his shit. He thought it was the best thing ever. Never mind the 32-inch flat screen TV. <laughs> he was just him. like, it, fuck this. It, it was the coloring book. <laughs> and I think it was more of like a Santa heard me. Uh-huh. I thought that was very the one sweet. completely rare thing that you would never think existed. We managed to find. Where'd you find it? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he got. And he thought it was like the best thing ever. You know what's weird? Um, when I searched it, I had choices. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a number of them. So. <laughs> so anyone inter- interested in um, history and uh, coloring? together there you go you can that's, find it on amazon that's like somebody asking for a 9-11 coloring book 
It's a fucking tragedy. He probably would. He's already been fascinated by the Hindenburg. Yeah. We know this. I bet there's a Hindenburg coloring book now that I think about it. <laughs> probably. Good God. He's just the past couple months, he's been so fascinated about the Titanic. He knows stats. He knows how long it was, how many people were on board, how yep. many died, how many survived. Yep. He was telling the all this to ships, the doctor. Yeah. The sister ships, when uh, one another one of those sank, um, he asked me how is how the Titanic sunk. I said, well, I think it's like more like the inside. Gravity. Of, the inside of the ship. Water. <laughs> like, <laughs> the inside of the ship is like is like an ice cube tray in the hull. And I said, you know, you know, they have all these separate rooms, and it's kind of like an ice cube ice cube tray water got in some and i was like and i i took him into the kitchen i put an empty water tray or empty ice cube tray on on standing water and i was like look when i tip it and then when i did it went up and went straight down i said okay right there that's where it broke in half because how heavy he was watching just enthralled Enthralled. (laughs) and then he would dump it out he he would take he took over he dumped it out and sat it on there and pushed it and he was like yep that's what it did like, yeah, that's how it went down. He loves like his stuff. own little personal science experiment. Yeah, <laughs> he even made a three-panel display about the Titanic. Remember that on mm-hmm. cardboard? Yeah, on his own, not like for a school project or anything. On his, his own. own science fair project of the Titanic. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, creepy but cute. Yeah, but that's what our kids are—creepy yeah. but cute. God bless it. With that said, welcome to Martinis and the Macabre. The podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem, such as the Titanic. Maybe we'll cover it one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Martinez and the Macabre. Um, Titanic sunk. Bye. <laughs> People died. <laughs> it didn't work out like they thought. Yep. Uh, yeah. My name's Erica. I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Billy. Hi. Hi. And I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Your glasses are on my face. Yes, they rare, are. Rare. rare but rare, rare. um you've had those glasses for what, like six months? Longer? Damn, damn near a year. I never realized that like the arms on the glasses are gray. I thought they were silver. Like the front? Yeah, the front's silver. Yeah, the sides are gray. Yeah. They've been gray. I thought they've been silver this whole time. New. No. New. No. You're blowing my mind, man. Do you want to see them? No, I don't, because it's just fucking me up. I've looked at you every day for however long you've had them, thinking that the sides of the glasses were silver. And I understand why. I understand why women get mad when they don't know, when, when the husband doesn't notice the haircut. I get it now. I think it's because you don't wear them like when we're just sitting in the house. So I don't see them on you that much, mm-hmm. and when I do, you're across the room. But. That's trippy because I thought they were genuinely silver, like shiny. That lends very well to actually what we're talking about. It does. Because for this special anniversary episode. Cue Clapter. 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 You did it again. You did it again. Clapter. Let's just make that a word now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two years now. We feel old in the podcasting biz. That's what you want to call it. I guess. It's just kind of like a hobby for us, but... We have fun. We make a little bit of money from ads, and it's not much. Not nearly what you would expect it to be, but... It's okay. It it helps, so... It helps <laughs> It helps if you're low on cash in a Taco Bell. Yeah. Dip into that. Advertiser <laughs> money. Hey, 20 bucks this month. All right. All right. Hello, dollar menu. 
So that's why we need you guys to help us with our Patreon. Or our PayPal. Because we don't want to keep going to Taco Bell. Patreon.com slash martinis in the cob. Or make a one-time donation with our PayPal button at the bottom of our homepage on our website, martinisinthemacabre.com. And so. since this is our anniversary episode, um, you can go to martini uh, martinisinthemacabre.com and catch a backlog of all the other ones. You can. Our whole first two seasons are on there. They're on separate pages. And we've got a full catalog listing of all the songs we use at the end of the episodes by Minimus Noah. I am running very low on those. I don't know if he plans on making any new ones soon. And of course, I'm not going to like crack the whip and say, make music for us. You and me to do it? Sure, sure, right. sure. I'll be back. I got like maybe two or three <laughs> songs left to choose from. So I don't know. We'll have to see. We may have to pause on the music at the end. We'll have we'll have to see what's coming. But uh, yeah, for this special anniversary episode, we are going to be releasing it actually two days earlier than it usually is, as you now know, because you're listening to it. Hi. Because we're coming at you from the past, but it's your present. In your ear holes. You guys know about that, because I already discussed that in the last episode about the present and the future and all that. So, here it is. And to find out about these episodes, if you don't have any alerts on the podcast, you know, platforms that you listen to, be sure to just check us out on Martins and the Macabre on Facebook and friends who like Martins and the Macabre on Facebook, because we always, whenever we release, we always put out um, a post on those pages, so it, you'll get a notification there as well. And that and automatically one, posts to the Twitter, too. And that is... Martini underscore macabre. Yep. So you have multiple ways to find out that we put out an episode, aside from the multiple, or aside from, I'm sorry, aside from the notifications you would get from the platform you listen to anyway. We also have an Instagram. I'm sort of. I'm really bad about putting anything on there. I'm just not a big instagram person but you can follow us on instagram at martinis and the cob as well let's get started let's get started so last episode was a pretty heavy one even though i was really intoxicated and it was really funny at the time it handled a very heavy topic with some grisly details so for this one we thought we'd lighten things up a little bit and cover something that has been tripping me out Oh, if you didn't hear a lot of me on that last episode, my earbuds, they blew out. They did, about halfway through. So I couldn't hear when anybody was talking. I just kind of sat there. I played Brick Breaker and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. He was in the room. He just couldn't really interact. Yeah. I was just like, hi guys, me too, right? <laughs> All right, so for this episode, we thought we'd cover something a little more light. Something that's been very interesting it's fascinating. It's fascinating. to me. It's not um, even really dark or creepy. It it could be seen as that. It's just weird. And that is the Mandela effect. And uh, just like I remembered Billy's glasses being silver, there are several things in history that multiple people remember happening or seeing that actually in our historical timeline are incorrect. And we're going to come across stuff on here, examples of the Mandela effect, where you listening will be like... Nuh-uh. And then you will pause and go Google some shit. And you'll be like, fuck me. Yep. And I'm going to put some clips in here just as proof <clears throat> to you guys. Because I had to look at them for myself to prove myself wrong. Because I remember things a certain way and they are not that way. And it's fucked up. So It's like Matrix. Some weird Matrix glitch in the Matrix Exactly. So around 2009, 2010 approximately... There's a paranormal researcher named Fiona Broom, 
And her website about the Mandela Effect is what I took a lot of this information from, along with some other ones. And it is mandelaeffectsite.wordpress.com. And it looks like she's in the process of moving over to another site. So some of the links are broken and you can't really get information from them. But she does have a lot of stuff on there. But anyway, back in this time period, she was having a discussion with a few other people. And they all remembered Nelson Mandela's dying tragically in a South African prison in the 1980s. But the thing is... Nelson Mandela didn't die until 2013 as a free man. Now, that's the one I don't subscribe to because I'm a sucker for history. So whenever I heard that as an example of the Mandela effect, I'm like, no, 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 no. He got out of prison. I believe he got married and he became president. Like, I I knew this. And some people do know that. But there's a large group of people that somehow remember this. I don't remember that at all. That's weird. And... Thousands of people all collectively recall it being on the news, the funeral being seen on TV. I personally don't. I mean, in the late 80s, we were, weren't even 10 yet. So it's not something I would have paid attention to on the news, you know, if it was something I saw. But there are literally thousands of people who recall him actually dying years before he historically died. So... No one really understood why so many people would all remember a major event like that incorrectly, seemingly completely fabricated compared to the actual history. But it isn't just Mandela's misremembered death that people realized hadn't happened. There are a lot more cases of collective memories from people that differ from what history has dictated. But the phenomenon at some point during this conversation was coined as the Mandela effect. You know, I have a couple of surprising ones or ones that you haven't included have you looked through to see what i've included i've looked through them i've looked through the the most part the most part if i'm wrong cut this out (laughs) one is tommy hilfiger tommy hilfiger in the 90s went down in history as being like this big racist because of something he said on a talk show right and now his brand is his brand went totally downhill and he said something about, like, he didn't think black people could afford it or something something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And they said that he said it on a talk show. But everybody swears to this. Everybody swears to it. They're like, oh, no, he said it. I remember. He said it. He was on Oprah. I believe it was Oprah. You can YouTube it, I think. Because I tried to look it up to see where he said it. None of it came up. What came up was him on a talk show saying he never said it. Here's the kicker. That was the first time he was ever on a talk show. The first time he was ever on a talk show was to debunk what was said about him, which was said by a rival fashion designer. Hmm. So she, he was asked about it. He said, no. He said, I never said it. This is my first time on a talk show. See, I don't remember all that because I wasn't shit, as big into Hill figure as you were. And he got ran through the mud. He still is now. I forget who it is. It's, um, I don't follow sports shit. Sports sting. I don't, I'm not a sportster. <laughs> Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Tennis. Tennis. Williams. Serena Williams? Yeah, she like endorsed them and everything. And it's like, how, and you look at the comment thread on Facebook, like, how could you do this? How could you sell yourself out to a race? And, and everybody else is like, he didn't do it. He never said it. And, and they're putting links up that saying like, he never did this. That could just be people not, to, not you, researching. I remember like, no, like even when I was in high school, people were like, oh, did you see when he said that? And I'm like, no, I never saw any of this. 
And I looked it up. It's like, oh, that's because he never fucking said it. So the Mandela effect is what happens when someone has a clear memory of something that never actually happened in this reality. They remember the exact same events with the exact same details, but the memories are different from what's in our history books, newspaper archives, and so on. It could be partly due to misunderstandings and mistaken news stories, or the occasional April Fool's joke could be involved as well. Some speculate that parallel realities exist and that we've been quote-unquote sliding between them without realizing it. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into all this. This is more about the different phenomena of the Mandela effect. Phenomenon. That's where I chime in. Co-hosting like a motherfucker. Well, a few people favor the idea that we're each enjoying holodeck experiences, possibly with some programming glitches, a la Star Trek, or like The Matrix, there's a glitch in The Matrix. And some people think that history has been altered due to time travelers. I think it's hmm. really just something you believe and something you want to believe, and you just took something the wrong way. I could ask right now, Family Guy, what color are the or Stewie's... Uh, um, Overalls and shirt. Which one's red? Shirt's which one's yellow? And his overalls are red. Okay, are they? Yep. Like that's the thing. Like you would have to actually stop me. Like, fuck. Okay, wait. Because they sing Family Guy and they pick him up. And which one? Which which one is it? You know that that type of thing. So it could just just a brain trick. Your your brain tricks itself. Could be. So for this light and trippy anniversary episode, this is we're, fun. We're like going this. to dive into some of the most misremembered. Items and events. And we'll start it out with Forrest Gump. Which is a fucking phenomenal movie. It is good. Although the ending is the best ending to any movie I've ever seen in my life. Berries are under a tree. Berries. We've been over this. Jenny under a tree like a dead fucking family dog. <laughs> I, If I was in a the theater, I'd have we, stood we up and We've visited this before, Billy. She fucked everybody except the one guy that wanted her and then dropped a kid off of him and fucked around and died. And he put her where she belonged, under a goddamn tree. <laughs> I was like the only person watching this. I was like, good, good. Everybody's like, oh, he lost the love of his life. Like peas and carrots. I'm like, ha, <laughs> Shouldn't even give him that bitch a headstone. Nope. I'd have marked it with a fucking rock. That's You're it. evil. No, Jenny. Jenny was fucking evil. You don't know what love is. I know what a tree is, bitch. I know where you're going to end up being. Well, how do you remember the famous line Forrest says about chocolates? Me? Yeah. Um, Without looking at your notes. I'm not look. I hardly ever look at Um, Let's see. He's sitting on the bench. He's talking to the lady. Uh-huh. Offers her a chocolate. He offers her a chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Say that again. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You life never, is like a box of chocolates. You, you never, never know, know what, what you're going to get. Okay. Let me see. So was most right? remember, my mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's what I said. But according to video history, he actually says life was like a box of chocolates. And I've got the clip here 
So oh, you can hear it. what? You want me to pull it up? My mom always said life was like a box. Oh. He says it with a mouthful. He says it with a mouthful. Fuck Life me. was like Life a was box, like of, a box chocolates. of chocolates. And that is what no one remembers. That is not what we remember him saying. Why would you say life was like a box of chocolates? Man, that was like our quote in our yearbook at school. Yeah. Misquoted. Like a motherfucker, too. Like a motherfucker. Tripped me out. That was Today was the first time I came across that one. It was trippy. <laughs> Man. So, the next one is... And some of you might have actually heard of this. What is the last name of the bear family that lived in a tree in books and in cartoons? Okay. The Berenstein Bears. Berenstein. With the last syllable pronounced Steen. Steen. The Berenstein Bears. Yeah. In actuality, in this reality, it's Berenstain with an A-I instead of an E-I. No, no, I'm going to cut you off. I remember when we raised the kids and everything watching, what was it? What was um, Sprout? Mm-hmm. Is Berenstein Bears? Yeah, it wasn't. You're fucking high. <laughs> Somewhere deep in their country lives a Berenstein Bear family. The kind of furry around the torso. There are a lot of people on the torso. Yeah. Reba. Bear fat is that it's just like you and me. Only difference is they, they live, live in, in a tree. The Berenstain Bears. Uh. The Berenstain Bears. Motherfucker. What the fuck, man? <laughs> People recall it being actually spelled and pronounced Steen. And I even thought it was pronounced that way in the theme song. We've until watched- I listened... So much of this. We've watched so yeah. many fucking episodes. So I found it on YouTube today and listened again and I was mortified because that is not what I remember. We have children and we have watched the show as recently as just a couple years ago. I've always hated that fucking and, show. And every time I've heard Steen. Until today. I hate that fucking show. That and Caillou. <laughs> it rocked my world because that is... I mean, I can even picture the books... Yeah. I, I imagine it being They were the ones with the E-I. gold binder. The mm-hmm. gold binding. Yeah. Golden rule The golden book. books. Golden, yeah. Yeah. No, it's with an A-I-N. Baron Stain, because the author's names are Baron Stain. Reba McIntyre, you betrayed me. <laughs> All right. So this next one I threw in for Billy, because he is very brand loyal with his peanut butter. Yeah. Many people remember and refer to this brand as Jiffy, when it is in fact Jiff. It's Jiff. It's three letters, and there's three. There's a color behind each letter. Yeah. J I. See, Billy knows because he's brand loyal. Yeah. But some sellers on Amazon even have it listed as Jiffy. People remember it as Jiffy. I'm not going to judge you. I don't know because we were always a Peter Pan family. I'm not going to judge you if you eat Peter Pan, but I'm kind of going to judge you if you eat Peter Pan. I don't see what the big difference is. Uh, peanut butter is peanut butter. Quality is a big difference. Taste is a big difference. Uh, one is just better than the There's other. There's a the minimal difference. taste difference between peanut that minimal, butter that minimal, from Jif. That minimal is better Pan. on Jif. Jif wins. Jif wins every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Okay. Enjoy Peter Pan. That's fine. 
Billy gets very irate about peanut butter that is not Jif. I will burn this house down, I swear to fucking God. I had to switch from buying Peter Pan to Jif when we got married. Or I would have left. Because he was that adamant about it. I had a bag packed. I didn't care. Either way. I was ready to go. It's peanut butter. Jif creamy. That's how you do it. Or Jiffy, as some people remember it. Apparently. You ain't getting this one by me. No, I'm right (laughs) on this one. So could it be people possibly mixing Jif and Skippy peanut butter together and just making a kind of collage of Jiffy? Or could they be confusing it with like Jiffy Pop popcorn or Jiffy brand muffin mixes? Because I always remember it as Choosy Moms Choose Jif. I always knew it as Jif. I always remember because I was like, Mom, get Jif or I'll fucking kill you in your sleep. Wow. And then she was like, you're seven. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm seven minutes away from murdering you if you don't get the fucking Jif. Yeah. You remember you didn't know about pulling out? You guys will know that from our Patreon episode. (laughs) Yeah. So... I personally don't remember it ever being called Jiffy, but I can imagine where the confusion would come in with the other. I think Jiffy Jiffy muffin mix. And the blueberry, Jiffy blueberry muffins are the best. Even if it's fake blueberries, they're so good. Although your host here, she likes to slather the inside of it with butter. Yeah, that's how you eat them with butter on them. No, you just eat them. Just eat them and enjoy your life. Yeah, they're still good you without don't have butter. To, if you have to accessorize a blueberry muffin, you fucked up in life. Dude, I grew up, we put butter on everything. That's the problem. Some Paula Deen shit. Pound of butter, there you go. Sometimes I just don't even fucking know you. I love butter. We strayed way off the subject. We probably should cut all that out. <laughs> in fact, uh, go back to when we were talking about peanut butter and we'll, let's go. Yeah, so... I remember Choosy Moms Choose Jif. Yeah. So, to and me, I, it's always been Jif, but a just, lot of people don't think it is. I remember Jif being correct. Moving on. Because you consider it to always be correct. It's just one of those things, you know, like... Or it's just better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... What is so bad about Peter Pan? People say that shit about store-brought, you know, cheese singles. But I will take an there axe. There is a difference. There. I will take an axe to this house if it's not craft singles. Um, very recently, I moved ketchup. The ketchup from Aldi's is okay. But before that, if it wasn't Heinz, you could fuck right off and die. Yeah, I agree with that. Then it's like salty and runny and. Yeah. Ugh. But the one from Aldi's? Like red yeah. gold? Ugh. Ugh. That's like the worst ketchup ever. It's like tomato puree. Ew. Ugh. Ew. Ugh. 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 No. Moving on. I'd rather fucking die. <laughs> Next one. Sinbad playing a genie in a movie. He did. So he lived in a boombox, didn't he? Many people recall Sinbad being in a movie, likely in the early to mid-90s, playing a genie. He and was very underrated. Stand-up comedian? Mm-hmm. He's fucking hilarious. He's As funny. a stand-up comedian, he was fucking hilarious. Well, most people remember Shaq and Kazam, where he played a genie. But they also remember a Sinbad genie movie, too. I personally can, like, picture him, remember him wearing a turban with a vest and the poofy silky pants. And he's standing with his arms crossed with a little smug on his face. Just Right? Yeah. But he was never in a movie. No, bullshit. His arms are crossed. He's like, (laughs) and he's got, like, the pointy, the pointy curl. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I see, too. 
He's never in a fucking genie movie. Never. That's that bullshit. Not no. once. How can... I can picture him... I'm, I'm seeing it right now. In my mind. In the full getup. On a cover. It's like, obviously, almost offensively shiny. Yeah. Like the, Fabulous. Like, like, the whole costume itself is almost insulting to, to Middle Eastern people. Uh-huh. Like a brightly colored, silky... purples and gold and... Uh-huh. Yeah. Oranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never happened. Never happened. Not once. Like, okay, wait. Yep. Fucking blew my mind. I can see it. I don't know what it would be called. Uh, okay, you continue. I'm going to go to IMDb. You look at his IMDb. I'm going to go to IMDb. Yep. He's I'm... never been in a genie movie playing a genie that we can all picture with our minds and can see him in the role. And if they didn't, they should have used him because that would have been perfect marketing. He would have been perfect for that role. He obviously would have nailed it. Yeah. Never happened. Okay, filmography. Filmography. Okay, so we're getting to Moesha Cosby. Cherokee Kid, Good Burger, Jingle All the Way, First Kid, Homeward Bound 2. All that house guests. I'm getting really upset right now. I'm getting really angry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A necessary yep. Roughness. A Different World. Cosby Show. It's a different world. The Red it's Fox Show. It's a different Show. world. Rich. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yep. Evidently history is right and we are wrong. God damn it. How can so many people remember this? And vividly remember the details, and it's not true at all. I'm remembering it like it's nighttime, and he's in like an alley. And like a kid's knocked down and looking up at him, and he's like, ha, 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 ha. Like he took care of the bullies or some shit. And like, the kid's like, what are you? Type of shit. Yeah, never happened. Blowing your mind, isn't it? Whoa. Moving on. Curious George. We all remember the He curious... was a monkey. No, he was a monkey. He was a monkey. Oh, thank yes. God. Thank God. I was he was a monkey Jesus Christ. from books and cartoons. But how do you remember him looking? Did he have a tail? Yeah. If you said yes, then the Mandela effect is upon you. I guess he never had a tail. Ever. He never used a tail in his little hijinks never and stuff? Never had a tail. Wait. I I'm... remember one clearly. But a lot of people have what is called dual memories and remember him both with and without a tail and remember him both ways equally as if he was presented each way at some point in time. Yeah. Like that maybe they put him one way in the books and a different way in the cartoons. In the cartoons. Sure. But he hasn't. He's never had a tail. What 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 was he? Was he was a chimp. He was a chimp. Do chimps have tails? Chimps don't have tails. Fuck me. God damn. Are you serious? And if you look at pictures, you can see where people have drawn like a tail on and you compare the two. And me personally, I went, oh, he's the one with the tail. Nope. Never had a fucking tail. Fuck off. Looney Tunes versus Looney Tunes. All right. So a lot of people remember the cartoon's title being Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, as in cartoons. Uh, Yeah. But it was actually Tunes, T-U-N-E. E-S. Well, they do fucking dancing numbers each fucking show. It could be mistaking it because Tiny Toons was spelled with two O's. 
But many people uh, over the years have claimed that the name has changed only for a day or two at a time to Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, and then back to Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. So either everyone that remembers it this way is crazy, or the company was pulling some elaborate hoax, or some parallel universe merged with ours for a day or two. Okay, that's, okay, okay. That's really interesting. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more of everybody's just mistaken. It's a, it's it a, makes it's, more it's a sense for it to be T O O N S, like cartoons. But like what Tiny Toons was with two O's. Yeah. I think it's just a word association error. You watch Tiny Toons and you see Looney Tunes, you automatically but make an assumption. But then why do they name one T U N E S and then name the Tiny Toons T O O N S? Tiny Toons came out later. But people online but, okay. have said over the years there have been times that it has actually changed names and then changed back. You, I wonder if it changed and changed back every time it was April 1st. That would actually be very funny. No, I think one of the... the that would have um, been funny as shit. One of the tweets I read was from like November or something. And there's multiple people that have said this across the internet. That it changed names and then the next day it changed back. How is that possible? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucked up about Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> so Snow White and the Queen's Mirror. Many people remember the Queen saying to her mirror... Mirror, mirror on the wall, but she actually says magic mirror on the wall. Okay. What are you referring to? Now, here's why I ask. Are you referring to the fairy tale that was written or are you referring to Disney? Well, it could be two separate things. This is one that I actually have <clears throat> a dual memory of because I had the actual hardback Disney book of Snow White and I remember it being printed as magic mirror. But I remember the queen speaking the words in the movie, mirror, mirror, mirror. So to me, both seem correct because in my memory, I see it as one way and hear it as another. You know, I'm going to say, did you say which one it is yet? It is magic mirror on the wall. I believe it. I don't have vested memory in this. Of course, I've seen Snow White enough times. Um, I don't do it on weekends, guys. I had he does. L- don't let him lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> he did it earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the fan clubs. He was like, know. oh, I can't wait to get home and watch my shit, my story. I know, man. Get out of here, kids. My program's on. <laughs> but I could understand that because even back then, that was like one of their first. That was like. Yeah, it was like 1939 yeah. or something. But I bet you even back then, they were like, should we say Mirror Mirror or Magic Mirror? And, and then maybe even Walt himself, racist as fucking Walt was like. Yeah, he's not a good guy. <laughs> he, I bet you he was like, if you say Mirror Mirror, then all these little fucking idiots are going to go talk to their mirrors. You have to say magic so that they know that mirror is magic and talks back and has a fucking face in it. Otherwise. All these little fucking morons that are shelling out money to us are going to go home to their bathroom and say mirror, mirror, and they're going to be pretty let down. I never did. I said Bloody Mary. You're a dark child. (laughs) Oh, I saw this really cool meme. Uh, It was like a little comic strip thing, and a dude was doing Bloody Mary, right? Mm -hmm. And his shoulder was on the other side of the mirror. The other side of the mirror was a hallway, and it was Bloody Mary walking, and it was like... Bloody Mary. And it cut to her. She's like, Bloody Mary. She was like, if he fucking says Bloody Mary one more time, I'll fucking kill him. There's a Bloody Mary and it cut to her running toward her with a fucking knife. (laughs) That was great. Sick of that shit. She's tired of it. (laughs) 
Leave Mary alone. <laughs> well, some actually blame this one on a translation error from its original German from the Grimm's Tales to English, but others just generally blame it on the Mandela effect. They yeah. remember it being a specific way, and it actually historically isn't. So the next one is the Space Shuttle Challenger Explosion. And this one I can't really speak to because I was very young and don't recall specifically when it occurred. But in our timeline, it happened in 1986. But many others have distinct memories of it happening in 1983 or 1984. They remember what grade they were in at school or specific events or interactions that took place the day of the explosion. But they're all two or three years before it actually happened historically. And people will be like, you know, I was in my seventh grade class and they pulled the TV in and blah, 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 blah. And they remember very specifically where they were when it happened and can name the year. But it was two years prior. And it's like almost everybody says 83 or 84. Most of them 84. I can't speak on it. I don't remember anybody pulling the TV in when I was in school. Yeah, I mean, 86, I was five. So, yeah, so I don't have specific memories. I mean, 86, I would have been five until the very end of the year. So it's not like the teacher would have pulled that in to show the kindergarten kindergarten, class. So I don't remember. I mean, I remember very sporadic, like something happened on the news and every adult thought it was bad and I didn't understand at the time. Speaking of, that's my earliest like memory of watching TV. Was the Challenger explosion? No, bad. Huh? Michael Jackson. You said bad. Oh. Michael Jackson, bad. I That's like one of the earliest things I can remember. Hmm. One of the earliest things my sister can remember was our neighbor getting dragged out of the house and stabbed and killed. Whoa. Do you know that? Nope. That was like in Georgia or Alabama. Yeah. Georgia or Alabama? One of those states. Before you were born? I might have been in there. Might yeah. Have... I was going to say, you. I don't remember you ever being in Georgia or Alabama. Uh, I might have passed through after I came out. Not <laughs> sure. But yeah, it was raining and came out and uh, like like you see in the movie, like you put your arm over the guy's shoulders from the back and you and left him to die and... Mom and Sarah was like, what's going on out there? Because there's like a big bay window in the living room. And then that's when Mom came and was like, whoa, no. <laughs> took her in there and it was a whole to-do. Yeah, I remember something similar to that in Colorado. We'll have to tell you guys about that on a Patreon episode sometime. It was quite traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But uh, Other than that, other than that, Colorado was nice. Let's yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, chartreuse. What color do you remember chartreuse as being? I don't even know what that is. You've never heard of it? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Well, I actually remember it, what we would quote unquote say correctly. It's like a yellowish green, similar to like a lime color. Okay. I know of it being chartreuse. Okay. Wait, I'm going to stop you. Are you talking about a fucking lizard or the color of a crayon? The color of a crayon. The color of chartreuse. I don't know what that is. Well, aside from me and you... There are a lot of people that somehow remember it as a reddish color, saying it's close to magenta or a maroonish color. I would believe both. I have no way of knowing. I could see you'd be like, oh, chartreuse, that sounds like an elegant, you know, formal color. And but no, it's it's a lime green. It's named after like a liqueur. It sounds like a lizard that only lives in the Amazon. (laughs) 
Well, evidently... And it could be maroon or this, green. The Fiona Broom, who made the website and everything, <clears throat> she remembers, like, looking for this red color in her crayon box called chartreuse, and she couldn't find it, and she didn't understand why. So there's a lot of people that really remember this chartreuse being, like, a reddish color. Remember when my hair was, like, magenta? I guess that's what they would consider it being. Oh. Back in high school? Yeah. Yeah. It was bright. <clears throat> yeah. So, next one. This one threw me for a loop and I had to look it up. The Mr. Rogers opening song. So, just about everyone, at least in America. I love Mr. Rogers. He is like an angel on earth. He's just heavenly. He's perfect. Untouchable. Yeah. He is untouchable. Him, Steve Irwin, mm-hmm. Bob Ross, mm-hmm. and Bill Nye. Perfect guys. Yep. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. They yep. are unflappable. They are... They are... The, In I, their I, own respects, they all have do completely different things, and they are still just impeccable. I, you know what's great? Is they all represent kind of the same thing, but kind of not. Love science. Love art. Love yourself. Love animals. They are like... And it sounds like I'm being silly, but I mean it. They are the fucking best of us. All of them together is just like the perfect, well-rounded... It's, that's... You strive to be that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, this one fucked me up. I remember when I was a kid and I found out when he died. I was like... that was, I actually literally was like, fuck. And I yeah. was a kid. I was a kid and I was like, that fucked up my week. I was like, oh my God. I don't think we were kids when he died. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. When he died, that just... I was just like... It was a sad day. Uh, you know, and I, I thought like, this is it. This is this is how we die. This is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> this is the downfall. Mr. Rogers is gone. Nothing good can ever fucking happen again. Him and then Steve Irwin were like, fuck. And yeah. Steve Irwin, I was just like. By a stingray? Oh. And I'm, I'm, and I'm atheist. And, it, and it, when that happened, I was like, really, God? Why? Why would you do this? Why did you take him? Well, Mr. Rogers' opening theme song. The day Neil deGrasse Tyson goes, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> That's going to be the last straw. If if you aren't from America and you don't know what Mr. Rogers is, go look him up. He's like the most wholesome, most friendly guy. beloved person. Yeah, he is like the epitome of sweet, gentle, perfect guy. And we all know the intro as being... It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? In this reality, though, it's not what he says. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. He sings, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. I shall pull it up for you. No. It's a beautiful day in... Well, I guess... He's talking about how nice it is in his neighborhood. That's not how we've sung it all these years, though. I gotta buy that movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I want to buy it, but I gotta tell you, I'm a 37-year-old man covered in tattoos, and I will break down crying. Because I know how it fucking turns out. Ugh. Love Mr. Rogers. So we've always said it was in the neighborhood. Oh, why'd you skip ahead? Because it's just music. It's a beautiful day in 
Fuck! Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Oh, bless his heart. In this neighborhood. Not the general the neighborhood. Fucked me up, because we've been seeing that since we were this big. I miss him more than most people who have died I know. Yeah. Him and Bob Ross. Ugh. Yeah. And Bob Ross used to live in a house we used to live in. I know. I don't know if you guys know that. I think we shared that on Patreon. Yep. We lived in Bob Ross's house. Yep. Got his mail. Donate to Patreon and you can find out how. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've thought since I was literally like two years old, it's the neighborhood, not this neighborhood. Hats off to our parents for not correcting us. They Just... probably didn't realize it either. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's the beautiful day in the neighborhood. Fucked me up. Yeah. All right. Star Wars. You guys might have actually heard these. There's a couple here. So first, Darth Vader is remembered as saying, quote, Luke, I am your father. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't. You're a failure. Sorry. Billy has not ever watched Star Wars. Sorry. Ask me about Star Trek. <laughs> but Darth Vader actually says, quote, no, I am your father. So, uh, yeah, everyone that goes around saying, Luke, I am your father, it's wrong and then the second one this one was more disturbing to me than the darth vader one is c-3po now most people whether you've seen the movie or not billy you know who c-3po is right yeah he's the, the big fucking, gold guy he's, he's, he's the, the robot he's the cocky robot the robot most people remember him as being entirely golden metal there's a nerd out here listening who's like mm-mm Mm-mm. 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 Not today. Mm-mm. His right lower leg was actually silver. What? Why? I don't know if he was repurposed metal, but his whole right lower leg is silver. And I've looked up images, and it's correct. And I don't know how the fucking guy I can go on believing anything in this world because I thought he was always gold. I just don't get anything anymore. <sighs> fucked me up. All right, this next one fucked me up a little bit, but I'm kind of leery of my own memory here because I love Monopoly. But we're going to talk about Uncle Pennybags. Many people recall him as wearing a monocle, as I do myself. I actually have my, my plugs in my ears right now. It's a mustache with a monocle. So far, I've been asked, is that a stethoscope? And I've been asked, is that a scorpion? And you've and been go, told by your husband, that's fucking adorable. They're so cute. It's a little glow-in-the-dark mustache and monocle. It's adorable. But anyway, Monopoly Man, Uncle Pennybags, never had a monocle. I can almost picture him in my mind with a monocle, and he has never had one. He's had a mustache and a top hat, and that's it. So I don't know if maybe we're mixing him up with the peanut guy that wears a monocle. Planners. Yeah. He's evil. Evil? He's fucking evil incarnate. How's that? He's selling his own kind. <laughs> Point he taken. He is a peanut selling other peanuts. That is fucking evil. <laughs> 
What's sad is that's actually where I got the nickname for uh, Noah when he was in my womb. I saw a commercial where the planter's peanut has a little baby peanut. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call him Peanut. And I bet you if you give him a dollar, he'll give you his fucking kid. <laughs> On the black market. Yeah. <laughs> the black peanut market. Yeah. So, um, everybody, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a stance right now. The planter's peanut guy is a fucking slave trader. I bet he doesn't sell to Jif. He's a peanut trafficker. I bet you he would. He offer enough fucking money. <laughs> I bet Jif wouldn't have it, right? Jif knows what's right. Jif knows in its heart. Jif will do what's right. <laughs> Jif will turn that bastard in. Okay, so the next one is Kit Kat. Do you remember if the logo has a hyphen between the two syllables, or is it all just one word? I don't eat a lot of Kit Kats. I want to say... Uh, I want to say it's all together. I want to say it's all together. And you are right. It's a capital K. Yes. Most people will be surprised. It's a capital to... K. That's the, that's the cat. Yeah. So it's capital Kit, capital Cat. Most people would be surprised to learn that it doesn't have a hyphen, only the capitalization of the second K. A lot of people put that Kit hyphen Cat in there. You know, whenever I think of Kit Cat, you know who I think of? Hmm. Mitch Hedberg. Why is that? Because he said Kit Kats have the word Kit Kat printed into it and it robs you of chocolate. Because <laughs> it's taking away that it's little taking, bit that's It's taking away that little bit of chocolate from you on every bar. That's just pressed in. That robs you of chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right, Mitch. Holy shit. All right. Billy probably knows this next one. It's Apollo 13. You might remember the words, quote, Houston, we have a problem. Now, I don't know if this is a Mandela effect thing. I think this is just how your ears take it. It could be seen well, totally. And it was it was said incorrectly in the movie. He quoted it incorrectly. Oh, in he the did. Movie. Oh, yes. I thought he admitted. I uh, know. I thought he said no. This is what I said. You heard it wrong. Tom Hanks said it wrong in the movie because it was screenwritten wrong for the movie. Okay, so you're going off of the movie and what what was recorded. So, like recorded when it if, happened. If you're basing your memory off of the movie, it's <laughs> going to be wrong. But for anyone that remembers it prior to Apollo 13 coming out, it is wrong. In actuality, astronaut Jack Swigert said, quote, Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. End quote. He was then asked to repeat his transmission and said, quote, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. In past tense. Yeah. Not we have a problem. We have a problem we've and had we've had a problem. problem. So... If you are trying to remember that from before Apollo 13, the movie came out, that would be incorrect. Now, Scrooge. Okay. I haven't even, I, I turned the page and look, I saw Scrooge. I didn't read nothing else. Okay. Okay. Challenge we me. we love this movie. Challenge me on Scrooge. That okay. is my shit. We. I am the one guy that watches Scrooge in July. Yeah. I just came across this one today and it blew my mind. We own and have watched the movie Scrooge probably literally at least 100 times, wouldn't you say? Yeah. We watch it all the time because it's fucking hilarious. That movie is the story Bitch of my... Bitch hit me with a toaster. <laughs> that movie is the story of my life's journey. That's the best part of the movie, too. Oh, <laughs> bitch hit me with a toaster. Well, or there... or the whole um, staple, the, the antlers to the map. 
<laughs> or have you tried staples? <laughs> or remember the the censor was talking about the dancers, the nipples, the nipples showing. And he was like, they. It, 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 like you can the, barely even see those. You nipples. can barely even see the nipples. And the guy's like, yeah, the, the guy on the side, the workers, like you can barely see the nipples. He's like, see, and they're really looking. <laughs> And then she got knocked out by a light pole that was mm-hmm. passing through. And they're like, they're like, get a medic. And he was like, yeah, make sure her nipples are covered up. God damn. That is a great fucking movie. All right. So this one threw me for a loop. Because we have watched this movie over not, and over and over again. The notes. And this wasn't even one that was like high up on the, the list of Mandela Effect. I had to scroll through Reddit to find this shit. Okay. Lay it on me. I'm ready. There's a part when Bill Murray's character is talking to his ex on a TV show set. And people are hammering in the background. You remember that part, right? Not not a flashback. Present tense. Yeah, where Can she comes you to please the set. Stop the hammering. Exactly. Yeah. Several times he interrupts his conversation to yell at the people hammering, and I remembered it as stop the hammering and variations using the word stop. He actually says, Hold the hammering. I will find it for you. It will blow your fucking mind. No. No. Let me skip ahead. Would you hold the goddamn hammering, please? I better go. Get you busy. No! No, don't go. Would you hold the goddamn hammering, please? Wait, it keeps going. Yep. Hold the hammering. How? I thought I knew the movie. How? We have watched it so many times. I knew this one would get you too. Motherfucker. Hold, What's crazy about- Who says hold the hammering? What's crazy is we've watched that movie enough times to where it doesn't matter what time of year it is. Like if, you know, remember those days we go through DVDs? I'm like, no, not so much. No, put that in the maybe pile. Scrooge, Scrooge is always in the it's, pile. It's always Scrooge. Like, yeah, I could do Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. You want to watch it? Could I'll... you please, for the love of God. I mean, you can recite it in your head. And he says, hold and not stop. He still said, bitch, hit me with a toaster. <laughs> but I watched that today and I was like, oh, No. That can't be right. That can't be right. It was one of those things where, like, it, it probably wasn't like, no, like you said, the, to be honest and, and, you know, to be realistic, it was like, well, you've got to be shitting. I rewatched like, it like three times. Watch. I was like, what? Well, that can't, no. And then you watched it, you're like, nah. <laughs> you go back, <laughs> like, motherfucker, motherfucker, wow. Yeah. Fucked me up. Still love you, Bill. Love you, Bill Murray. You said it wrong. It's not what we remember. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, yeah you did it. Thanks, Bill. You did it Thanks, wrong. Thanks, Bill Murray. You ruined us. We don't know what to believe anymore. I hate Christmas. Turn the podcast off. <laughs> All right. So this next one, Billy won't know because as we've discussed, he Wait, doesn't. Let me look. Watch some of the most iconic movies ever. Let's see. Number 16. Yeah. Erica, take the wheel. Erica, go. Billy's never seen E.T. Nope. He should be 
dragged through town behind a horse and then hung Jesus Christ. In front of the public, because he's never seen E.T. He looks like a California raisin. You got a point there. Mm. I still can't believe that you've never seen E.T. That was like the first movie ever that I went to as a child. I'm just saying, he looks like a turd with feet. I was like two or three and my mom took me to the movie and I didn't watch it, but I still went. Because it was E.T. Uh-huh. Anyway, most of us recall E.T. wanting to quote-unquote phone home. Now, what you've heard of the movie, have you heard it being referred to as phoning home? Don't E.T. phone home? I know the phrase, uh, but as far as clips, um, wasn't it like his finger lit up or something? He was like, out or home or something like well, that. I, did he actually say He phone? lit up his finger when he was connecting with Elliot, but that wasn't a, the part about the phone. Oh. He, he went to the window and pointed out the window and said, home. I'm going to take a guess. i never seen the movie. Did he say, E.T., go home? No. He said, home phone. He went to the window, pointed out, and said, home, and then went over to the other window and actually said the inverse of what we remember, E.T., phone home. He said, home phone, because he couldn't really speak English. He was just putting words together. But everyone remembers it as phone home because that's the normal verbiage that you use in the English language. You're going to phone home. Wasn't that that the point of the movie? Get him home? Yeah. But he said home phone. (laughs) So, yeah, that ruined my childhood there. Next one, Queen, We Are the Champions. And most people sing along whenever We Are the Champions by Queen comes on. Most people at the end of the song sing, because we are the champions. If you don't get that feeling in your stomach when you hear we are the champions, I don't know what the fuck can do for you. Of the world. You could be, what is it, a millennial? Uh-huh. If you hear we are the champions, you'll feel you it You sing too. that shit. You'll feel it too. Everybody sings that shit. Like, when, when that comes on, you're like, fuck yeah. I don't yeah. even know what we're doing, but fuck yeah. The thing is. It could be like, all right, guys, I know. We're putting in a lot of overtime at Walgreens, but we're going to put our heads down and push through. And if they put that on the fucking intercom, everybody, even the people that work in the photo lab that don't have a job anymore because of digital, <laughs> they'd be like, I see this as a yeah, slow motion man. montage yeah. <laughs> in Walgreens. <laughs> Never forget. And then people are like, I don't know why, but okay. And then they run and <laughs> replace the candy and magazines. That's the only thing I think is there. And Walgreens brand sinus medicine. And Wallatussin. And Wallatussin. <laughs> I think it's called something like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and flu shots. Mm-hmm. You can just show up and get one. They'll just give it to you. They have them posted up on the sign outside. Lights up. This is, we are now offering flu shots. Yeah, you can show up and be like, I'm tired. They'll be like, flu Walk-ins, shot. Walk-ins, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. A little off subject, but on subject, talking about shots. I saw a syringe out back, I think last week. At your work. Let's specify at your work. Yeah, at Not work. like out back Not in my yard. House. No. <laughs> and We live on the bad side of town, but not that bad. I work on the bad side. <laughs> and um, yeah, I went to uh, call my boss. I was like, hey, got another one. Not like a, hey, wouldn't you believe it? No, we believe it. And um, he was like, all right, well, call the cops. And I was like, I'm right here. I could just do it. And he said, no, they get paid to dispose of these things. 
call the cops. I said, all right, let me just see specifically where it's at. And it was gone. So somebody picked that somebody shit up. Somebody took it. Somebody took it. And that time frame it took you to go inside and make that phone call. Yep. And my faith in humanity dropped just a bit more. <laughs> sort of like after hearing that bit about Scrooge and hold the hammering. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, God damn, really? Fuck. Same thing with that blue dildo I found. It's gone. Yeah. Thought that poor dildo saw the last of its days, but no. No. It's living strong. That dildo reminds me of the end of Full Metal Jacket. That sniper who's laying on the ground. She's like, shoot me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead. Oh, cool. This time I brought the mood down. All right. Go ahead. So uh, the thing is about We Are the Champions is that the part of the line where he says, of the world, is sung earlier in the song, but not actually at the end of the song. So... I never thought it was. It was like, of the world, and that like brought in... That was like the bridge or whatever to... to... Well, at the end of the song, Freddie Mercury sings, Because we are the champions. And then the music just fades out. And everyone wants to always sing... Of the world. And it's not there. Maybe it should have been. It's there earlier in the song, but not at the end of the song. Yeah. That one I'm on. That one, I'm with you on that one. That's messed up. Not E.T., but yeah. Not E.T. Home phone? (laughs) Home phone, phone home? No. (laughs) Well, this next one, it doesn't really... you say, of the world, and that's like, that's what, that's what like brings you into the song, like, Boom, this is the song. Yeah, and that's early in the song. But then at the end of the song, he says, because we are the champions, and it just kind of leaves you hanging and it fades out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no end of the world, you know? My aunt was a big Queen fan, so I've heard all their shit. That and Kiss, you can ask me anything. I just, I always remember, that's how the song ends, of the world, and then it fades out. But it doesn't. Nope. But the next one... It's not really as well misremembered here in the U.S., but this is one that I actually found tons of people, especially from Europe, remember being taught that we here in America have 52 states. Really? Yeah. Now, we have 50. Yeah. There's 48 connected states, and then Hawaii and Alaska are detached, making up our 50. And we have 14 territories, including Puerto Rico, Guam, the U.S. Virgin Islands. So even if people included the territories, that would be 64, not 52. And some people think that the mistake comes from those who assume that there are 50 connected states on our main landmass and that Hawaii and Alaska make the 52. But regardless of the reason, a fuck ton of people remember there being 52 states and that they were taught that there were 52 states. I thought that one was weird because I've never that's heard weird. that here in America. No. You know, we talk about the 50 states. I mean, that's the, the stars on our flag represent the 50 states. Yeah. But evidently, all around the world, Europe, Brazil, wherever, they're taught that we have 52 states. So all of you that hear this, we don't. We have 50. If you think we do, tell us which ones they are. Yeah. We, we let us. Be, we might be wrong. Let huh? us know because I don't know why. I don't know why you guys would be taught how many states we have anyway. 
we're not taught here in America how many different territories wait, or regions. Think, it, 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 okay, wait. This I might sound ignorant right now. Is Washington D.C. a state? No. Do they think it is? I don't know. That could be okay. That could. Be I don't know one what they're them. considering the fifty-two. I, the only rational explanation I could have is that they thought there were fifty mainland and then Hawaii and Alaska. I don't know, but I don't know why they're being taught that. I don't need. I personally, in our public education system, have never been taught how many different provinces or territories or states or whatever their breakup is in other countries. We've never been taught exactly how many there are. So I don't know why they're even teaching other countries how many states we have. That's just kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, but then to teach them that we have 52 instead of 50 is even weirder. You know what's you know what's crazy is people who are made citizens who were foreign mm-hmm. know more about us than we do. Yeah. It's weird. I, like, I remember like in Iraq, I'm having a conversation with a guy from Africa who got his citizenship through serving and everything. And we were talking about something. It was like about music or something, you know, back when MTV actually had music. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this reminds me of the War of 1812. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then he went on to talk about it. And I'm like, the War of what? <laughs> what? They know more about this shit than we ever fucking will. Yeah, because they're made to know that stuff so they can get their citizenship. We learn it in elementary school when they're we're just young kids. We don't retain that information. Yeah. But they have to learn it to be a citizen. So I just don't understand why they're being taught how many states we have. That's just, I don't know. This is weird. That's a country. That's the name. That's all you need to know. Like, why do you need to know how many states we have? It's just, I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe you guys are taught different in other countries. I don't know. (laughs) It's not so much like all the different states, but like, what different states were you taught? I want to know the remainder. Yeah. Maybe I want to know what these other two are. Teach me something. Oh, my God. I wonder if they consider Washington, D.C. a state and Michigan, too. Michigan, too. Upper Peninsula. That's it's it's There's a state that kind of separates the both. Yeah. That, that maybe they consider that a separate state? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I also found out that evidently there are parts of Washington that are more northern than Maine. I can see that. Well, but yeah. But, you know, we always see our map kind of tilted so maine always looks higher but in actuality on the globe washington is higher than maine you know what's weird is look at another country's map of their country mm-hmm. their world map mm-hmm. because ours is always in the middle america's in the middle it's not so like another country like you know spain is the middle mm-hmm. so you see a little bit of america on one side and nothing on the other because of um, the rest of Europe and, and Asia, like it, you see, like Delaware. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to see, but yeah. I get it. It's yeah, and that it's was something great. else I came across. I didn't include it in this list, but there are a lot of people that claim that they remember geographic locations different than how they're labeled now. And there's actually a change in like the maps and stuff. And I saw. Um, examples of this with like Google Maps and then compared back to like maps from the 1500s, 1600s. I didn't put a whole lot of stock into it because, you know, global warming and all that's not happening. Shit changes. I think it is happening. That's the whole thing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was sarcasm. Oh. And, uh, but I mean, some of them were like actual locations. Like Sri Lanka was one of them. And some people remember it being 
southwest of the mainland India. And some people remember being southeast of mainland India. I mean, shit like that, where it's not just the shape of the country or region has changed, but its actual location has changed. But I thought that one was kind of weird, too. Yeah. But there's a lot of that, New Zealand, and some other ones. But the next one, as we're nearing the end, is the Fruit of the Loom logo. A large number of people seem to remember the logo for Fruit of the Loom clothing was a cornucopia of fruit. Yeah. You buy into that? Yeah. Uh, Apple. Grapes. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait. Apple. Mm Mm-hmm. There's an apple. There are grapes. No cornucopia. Look at that. I'm looking at it right now. Apples, grapes, currants, and some leaves. No cornucopia. Could have sworn they were all nestled together. There's like an orange or something in there somewhere. Yeah, no. No No banana or nothing. Nope. Fruit Loom didn't include a banana. Apple, some grapes, some currants, and some leaves. So The dick is in the shape of a banana. You could just put a banana in there. People get the gist of what you're trying to sell. Nope. Not in there. Never has been. If you remember it that way, evidently you're wrong according to our history. Fuck off. And the last one. And this is what kind of sparked this whole dive into the Mandela effect for me. Yeah, I remember this one. Because I told you You, about it that day. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. I even texted you. I was like, no, no, and yeah. Yeah. And this is the JFK assassination car. This is fucking weird. It blew my mind. So, how many seats and passengers were in the car when JFK was assassinated? Now, now, here's what I remembered. JFK, mm-hmm. Jackie, the governor, and a Secret Service driver. Mm-hmm. That's what I remembered. And many people think that it actually held four people. You would think it, too, if you went to the JFK Memorial Museum, which I believe is in uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah, and you watched the YouTube video, Yes, right? I did. That I, I did. Sent you? Yeah, it mm-hmm. shows it. It shows a replica of a the replica car of the with, vehicle four seats. with four seats. There were six. It's a six-seater. Six-seater stretch limo. There was supposedly a roll bar between the front row of seats and the second, which you can find pictures of. You can actually see where there were the six people in the car. There were six seats. And the roll bar. And the roll bar that separated them with supposed bulletproof glass that didn't do a whole lot of good that day. Yeah, when you're in an open convertible, (laughs) then what's the fucking point? But uh, you can also... Find pictures that show only four passengers. So there is a replica car, like Billy said, in a museum with only four seats. There's a Time Magazine cover mm-hmm. that with does four. this too. Reenactments have been done in movies and TV shows with only four passengers. And have even been reconstructed with four people by the Secret Service themselves. So some people do remember the six. But then... Why is there so much conflicting information? You've got pictures, and I've seen it. There's a YouTube video. I don't have it right now, but um, I don't either because I, because you were Santa, and I deleted our <laughs> our thread of text. I would be able to pull it up. That's all right, but you can actually see within the same book, pages apart, one picture showing four people in it. One picture showing six people in it. So what it was, was JFK 
Jackie. No, on this side, JFK, Jackie, across Governor, his wife, mm-hmm. and then up front, like Secret Service Secret and somebody Service else, and some other guy. Yeah. Yep. And the J- JFK and the governor were facing each other, so that second row of seats were facing the back row. I don't know if they were facing the back row. I'm pretty sure they were facing the back row. I don't remember that. Am I doing that now? You're having the Mandela effect. Am I doing it? You're doing it now. But you can look this up. I'm looking at it. Whether right you believe it was four or six, it doesn't add up to why there's two conflicting sides of information about this. Why are flat. you having pictures of four in one, six in the other? Why is the replica showing four seats in the museum? People say, oh, well, a six-seater stretch limo was hard to come by. They weren't facing well, each other. If you're making a replica, damn it, or you're reenacting for the Secret Service to try and find out what happened, why would you not use a six-seater vehicle that was to match trajectories used. and try and figure out what happened? See, I fucked myself on it. I thought they were facing each other in the back. Yeah, see, I didn't, think, I didn't think they were. They're not. They're facing forward. Mm-hmm. And that sent me down a huge rabbit hole of YouTube videos and Reddit. And it was just, it was an eventful day for me looking up JFK. Because I was thrown for a fucking loop. I thought there were four people in the car. Yep. And even if I was mistaken, because you know people say, well, you were focused on JFK. You weren't paying attention to the people in the front. But then why the conflicting information? I don't get it. I don't either. Mind blown. (laughs) So that's where we're going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. Once again, we appreciate all of you for sticking with us for the past two years. It's been an amazing ride. We appreciate all of you liking, supporting, following any of the social media, leaving us those five-star rating and reviews. It really helps with visibility of the show. We love you all so much. Visit our Patreon if you really want to support the show. It will help us greatly. And with all that said, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Go to Murderly and you can find so many other great podcasts. Yes, murder.ly. Find all of the great true crime podcasts that are in this family with us. Give them some love. We have a lot of different tiers for our Patreon. One dollar will get you started. Yeah, you get all of our bonus episodes, extra audio content each month. And I just ordered brand new stickers with our brand new logo. Mm-hmm. And I will be sending those out to all of our Patreons here in the next week or two. So you will get extra stickers this month. Because we love you so, so much. Because we love you guys. And we went through Print Dirt Cheap and used the Sofa King promo code because Sofa King is awesome. Thanks, Sofa King. <laughs> so with all that said, thanks so much. It's been a wild ride for the past two years. <laughs> and if I could, um, at the end of this year, I would really like to thank Kate, Hunter, Cooper, Bridget, Molly S., Sue, Holly, Stephen, Corey, Amy, Donald, Chrissy, Karina, Bonnie, Mary Maxine, Molly W., and Grace. You awesome snuggle bunnies have our undying love. Kisses. And depending on what tier you landed on, you actually got something that was made by Snuggle Bunny Jones. That's right. If you do choose that tier, you will receive an awareness ribbon paracord keychain 
Um, one color is for tuberculosis, naturally. Mm -hmm. Hi, Hunter. <laughs> and the other one is for the Heart Failure Association. And um, the proceeds of those we, we do send to those charities. Yes. So if you're at the $10 here or more, you do get the awareness ribbon handmade with paracord by our own Billy Snuggle Bunny Jones. Paramade or made by hand and love. And love. That's a special ingredient. And of paracord. Undying love. And I bleed on every one of them. That's kind of gross. I love you. Maybe I should edit that out. Leave it in. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay safe. Have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2019. Happy new year. Bye. Thank you, Snuggle Bunnies. Bye.
So I'm just, I'm, ve- I'm very, you guys are like grown up podcasters. And I'm like, oh my God, they're letting me come to the party. Woohoo. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're grown up uh, by no, any means. No, not by any means. <laughs> but thank you. 